Anna, like the first question you ask about people is like, what's your star sign? I know. And people think I'm a bit crazy, but it's fine. <laughs> no, but I love it. I want to know. I love it too, but I have believe in it. It really depends. I believe in it. I strongly, I believe strongly in it believe. until I'm proven right or wrong. I mean, that's smart. Okay. I'm going to read yours. Okay. We're going to read mine first. for March. Okay. Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. And welcome back to season three of Girl Talk Mondays. Mondays. So in this season, things are going to be a little bit different, but we're just going to talk about where we left off in the last one. I feel like it's a whole new life. It's a whole new life for (laughs) Anna. It's a whole new life. (laughs) So we'll go into it, but do you want to give a little recap of what our season two was about in case you guys have not yet listened to that? Yeah. So season two was all about careers because we were all... We were all, I'm saying it like <laughs> we were all, people. yeah, we were, both of us were in the middle of just trying to figure out what our careers were going to look like in the future. Bianca started hers in January and I was looking for a job. So we kind of went through um, the great things and then the struggles that we went through when we started a new job and when we were looking for one. And I kind of also covered the fact that it's not very easy mm-hmm. to find one in london and i don't think it's easy to find one anywhere mm-hmm. and i also covered interview processes and that kind of thing and you went through everything that had to do with starting a new job yeah kind exactly of learning the challenges of starting a new job how to manage stress when you have a lot of workload um when you're that learning something new when we yeah. went through how people dealt with it that was funny. yeah yeah we went through how people dealt with stress and I do have to say I'm less stressed now, so that's mm-hmm. an accomplishment. What, what was like the one tip that you took away from that? To relax more, right? Yeah, relax more and think less about all of the tasks that you have to do and just yeah. do take it one by one instead of being like, oh, you have so many things to do, so you're really stressed about finishing them and all. And get nothing done. Just do them one at a time and mm-hmm. just relax. Yeah, writing them out in a list works. Yeah. Basically add, okay. I won't start talking about it now because I have to explain it first. Mm -hmm. But, so, I got a job. Yes! Finally! (laughs) Go me! (laughs) Finally, I got a job. It was right at the deadline of my university degree situation that I told you guys about. Basically, we needed to do four months of interning or getting a full-time job before we graduate. And actually, our graduation is actually being moved or cancelled because it's in Paris. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. When was it supposed to be? Which month? July. No, June. June June. 26th. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm I'm happy if it's here, but I I would like to go to Paris for a weekend. My sister, who's in university right now, has to take all of her final exams online instead of in the campus. Wait, when is the exams? In a few months. Still? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they really... They've already canceled all classes for Mm -hmm. my sister and my brother, who are both in university. You could see her then, if you guys were both working from home. You can hang out together and work together. Well, the thing is... Okay, we'll go through this. Given the situation at the moment with the coronavirus, everybody is basically aware that most of the world is in lockdown. And in the UK, 
things are not yet completely shut, no. but I feel like it's going in that direction. And it so, will happen soon, in like a week or two or something I like think that. So. Yeah. My office has already decided that we will take shifts with who can go to work in the office. Oh, really? So, You're doing shifts? Yeah. So oh, I didn't know that. I'm in the group that can't come to work all next at week. All. Oh, at all. Okay, but then you coming later. And then the following week, I can go to work if I want, or I can continue to work from home. That's a bit strange. They're trying. Are they testing you then? Are they when you ever? I think they're just trying to limit. No, they're just trying to limit the Uh, amount of people people. at the office. Okay, makes sense. Not everybody has to be in the office. They might close it completely. We don't know yet because if stores do close, like in France and Italy, things are closed. Yeah. So if the big department stores close, the company I work for, it will be. It will mean that my office will be closed anyway. Yeah. But from this coming Monday, I can't go to work. I have to just work from home. Yeah, so is my boyfriend. And, like, basically everyone I know is working from home. exactly. Except for me, but... (laughs) So it's really impacting, like, everything, especially in the fashion industry. It has impacted trade and sales massively. I mean, in the events industry. I know people that have been being laid off. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have any money. It's horrible. Because everything's being cancelled. And they have to send... Of course, they have to send back all the money for different things. So they don't have cash to fund things at all. I think we're going to go into a second recession. I think so as well. Yeah. Let's not talk about it more. But that's what <laughs> what's happening right now. And I think yeah. everyone knows that. And I feel like maybe podcasts are supposed to be fun. And I know that we're also supposed to shed light on what's going on in the world right now. But I just feel like it's everywhere. And we're getting so much information. And then maybe at some point we just need to shut, shut it out. Mm-hmm. And try to just relax a little bit. So mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about it too much. But as we talk and if we say something like, oh, I'll be at home, you know why. So I basically, I started my new job and uh, that's what's happening when we've been gone. I mean, yeah. for me at least. So yeah. I've just been trying to learn everything. I really love the company. Honestly, I'm so happy. I, um, in the end, I ended up getting um, more than one job, but I chose this one just because I felt it was more suited to me mm-hmm. and what I wanted right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it was very lucky because the office is right by me. Yeah, so it's exactly. like a 15 minute walk. So now with everything that's going on, I don't have to take the yeah, tube. you don't have to take transport. It's amazing. Yeah. It's and convenient. I just walk home. I just feel like, you know, sometimes I go home. Last week I was walking home and I was like, I want to do more. I want to <laughs> do more of this. I want to go back to work. <laughs> what are what are the typical hours that you've been doing this week? Um, I can come in whenever I want between 9 and 10. Okay, that's so good. That's I usually flexible. Yeah, I usually, because my boss usually comes in at 9.30. So I always come in usually like 9.15 or 9.20. That's good. Um, And then I stay. It depends. But since I'm learning now and I don't really... If I send off everything I need to do, it's not like I have extra stuff piling up. Yeah. So I can kind of go at like 5.30. Okay, yeah. But I always... I never go early. I mean, it's not like... If I'm done, I always try to find something else to do because I know there's so much for me to learn mm-hmm. but it's not like I'm staying till 8 p.m. just because I want to show I'm there because no, it doesn't make exactly. sense um, well no when I stayed for eight until 8 p.m. it wasn't you because had loads of work yeah I, I needed to show that exactly. it was because I really had lots of work and yeah. deadlines yeah so I have a lot of like interesting work but it's more that I'm trying to learn everything the yeah. first day my head was completely yeah talk like, about the first day at work and yeah. then I don't know if I spoke about my first day no you didn't 
But let's talk about yeah. first yeah. day in a new job. Sorry, I'm like sipping my coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's like 630 at 6:30, night. 630, yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday. Oh, that's not good, actually. I'll be up all night. Mm. Anyways, so my first day, I came in. And you know, when you've had interviews with a company before, you know the office and you kind of know the people. Yeah. And we have quite a small office, but it's amazing. So I went in there and it kind of felt like I was there for a meeting. Mm. yeah it's weird yeah but i was like oh, you know i'm here for a meeting but then i started realizing like no you're not but it's also hard the first day i felt the worst thing was having so many impressions like so many new people that you're meeting mm-hmm. and every time you have to be so excited mm-hmm. and it just kind of drains you but normally i'm just so it's so easy for me to meet people and be social but when you have to show like when you feel under pressure yeah. because you're like i'm new here yeah. Then it gets a bit draining. Yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. So I went in, and then the first day, we all had breakfast together mm-hmm. in, like, the meeting room, which was nice. We got, like, croissants and stuff, and then we got to introduce ourselves to each other. And I got to kind of understand what everyone does in the office, so it was good. I really liked that. Um, and everyone's so kind. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so kind. Yeah, that's um, the most important, I think. Well, yeah. that and the actual job being interesting where you can progress. Yeah. But the people is like what makes it yeah. as well because you're around them all the time more yeah. than you see like your partners sometimes. So, yeah. or your family. Yeah, so everyone's super nice. I knew that from the interviews. Exactly. Though. Well, that's one that. of the reasons why you picked the job. Yeah, exactly. And I just felt like um, basically my boss, I feel like she's such like a powerhouse mm-hmm. and she's so good at what she does. So I'm like, I really want to do what you do. It's amazing. Yeah. That's the best thing too, when you have yeah. someone in the company that you can work closely with and like find mm-hmm. a mentor and someone you can look up to and be like, okay, I want to learn from you, mm-hmm. get as much information as possible so I can be you or have like, you know, mm-hmm. the same kind of characteristics yeah. business-wise as that person. I think that's important. I think if you don't yeah. have that one to look up to, then it's very difficult. Like in my old job, I had that yeah. with the buying director of the company. Yeah. And yeah. so it was amazing to work closely in a team with her. At my new job, because it's a much bigger company, I don't have the chance yeah, to work with the harder. buying director. But mm-hmm. the buyer, who has like loads of experience, like 12 years in the industry or something like that. 12 years? Yeah, Ooh. you can learn. She's very tough, so you can learn a lot about her negotiation strategies, how she gets things done. Yeah. You know, it's a big company. There's lots of rules. And yeah, her to personality is just times. very different than mine. But at the same time, like, you know, it's good to learn from those kind of people, too. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm learning a lot from different people. Yeah. But it yeah. was very interesting. But then the first day, I was basically just calling IT, trying to figure out. <laughs> How to get yeah, stuff that's done. True. Like just calling them, trying to set up my account on different desktops and stuff. Oh yeah, like that. I had that as well. Yeah, so that was like a big chunk of my morning, and I was signing pe- like legal papers and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and just figuring out stuff like that, and then just trying to get in contact with the PR agency that they work with to introduce myself and. Mm-hmm. So that was basically all for the first day. Yeah. Like I was just getting everything sorted and I was so tired when I got home. Yeah, it's so tiring the first yeah. week. I didn't do anything hard the first day. No, but it was I just know, so yeah. drained for yeah. no reason. I, everyone was so nice. It's not like, but it's just, you have this pressure on you. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm new. I have to, you know, make everyone like me. Yeah, And exactly. usually I don't really care. But if it's going to be such a big part of your life. It's a bit stressful if no one likes you. Yeah, you want to make sure people like you, for sure. Like, I'm always super friendly and social because I want them to, like, see that I'm really interested in getting to know everybody and... Especially, you get so tired afterwards. It's tiring because I'm in my company as well. Not only do I have a team of, like, 
10 people but then they've introduced me to like loads of other teams in the office yeah. or around as well and then you have to remember like you have to remember who. the name and it's keep like track of what i can never do. remember yeah. every single person no me either but That's like the, the first part. day you're introduced to so many people yeah you're just trying to like keep your cool and try to understand how everything works yeah and not step on anyone's toes like i felt a bit that's the thing. I don't feel like I felt like me because I'm never really like that. Mm. Like, I'm never really shy. I'm, I wasn't shy, but I'm never really reserved mm. or pulled back or like, oh, I don't want to get in your way. I'm always just how yeah. I am normally. Yeah. So I think that took a toll on me. And then the next few days I started getting more comfortable and then it was oh, fine. okay. Yeah. I think that's kind of normal in a first job, though. You don't want to be completely, like, out there. No. <laughs> you want to, you know, gauge, like, how people are. Yeah, understand their personalities. Yeah, because there's so many different personalities in the office. Like, even mm-hmm. just within my team alone, like, the characteristics of all of us are so different. And they mm-hmm. complement each other in different ways. It works well in a team in different ways. But, yeah. you know, you have to figure out, like, do they like me or... Yeah, how do know, I approach how them? How do I approach them yeah. in a different way? Like... And then you'll see. Like, now the Mm -hmm. dynamic in the office for me is, like, amazing. Everyone gets along really well. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just takes time, really. Yeah. How was your first day? I can't really remember all the details, but it was so similar to yours. First of all, my first day was, like, an induction. So it felt almost like university. I didn't even... I had the same. I got, like, presentations thrown at me. Yeah, I didn't even meet my team the first day. Oh, you didn't? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, because it was the general... Like, a general induction for everyone, like, new, starting within the company and, like, all kinds of teams. I was the only one from the buying team Mm -hmm. taking part of the induction. How many people were there? Like maybe 40 people 40 yeah for one company yeah because they also have the retail team taking part of it oh. they have like merchandise they have That's still a lot uh, part brand partnerships and marketing how often do they do it think it's every week but it depends how many people show up so uh. if there's like only five new people starting in the week then they'll they won't do the induction that mm-hmm. week but then you'll be oh, part of the later. next group, you know? But oh. it's just so happened for me that when I started... A lot of people, like, a lot it of was people, January. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. starting as well. But you get to know people from different roles as well. Like, I know met some people from, like, the other building and marketing or sales. Yeah. So it's always good just for, like, networking purposes and yeah. meeting people. But it wasn't, obviously, a real first um, impression. Yeah. But when I was meeting people, like whenever they would ask me what department I was working in, I would say buying and everyone was so impressed. They were like, oh my gosh, you're going to be buying. So that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, And then the second day on Tuesday for me was my real first day. Mm -hmm. So I went in, um, my team like helped me to set up my equipment, get my laptop from IT, Mm -hmm. access codes, and then I had to obviously get set up on all the different softwares. Yeah. And then they directly started... Well, they introduced me to different people in the team. Mm-hmm. It's just too much information. That's why the first it days are so just It like, was so much whoa. information. The first yeah. week was, like, overwhelming for me with yeah. information. And with all the products like, and stuff. I had a note... Yeah. Like, I literally... I'm the kind of person that has to visually see things or write things down. Otherwise, I forget. Yeah, otherwise yeah, you can too. easily forget. Especially when you're taught a lot of different processes at or, once, like, how to yeah. use different softwares at once. That's the hardest software. <laughs> yeah, I had so many softwares yeah. to learn, whereas with my old company, I didn't really have that many. So I would be writing down everything. Yeah. And then when I would go to do it myself, I would just be making sure I'm always asking someone. Yeah. Like, okay. Just I, I feel to, a like, bit annoying check. sometimes, though. Because I'm no, asking I'm, questions, like, every five minutes. But it's good. I know that. Yeah. But I'm Everyone a bit, I says, a bit like, ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you get things wrong further down the line, it will just cause issues. Yeah, so, like, they would rather... 
I mean, I ask questions a lot in the first two weeks. But I'm always there, like, hi, hi, hi. Yeah, me too. I sit next to, like, two different people from my team. And, and like, like, when I know one person is better at one thing, then I'll ask them. And when the other one is better at something else, I'll ask them. And it just worked well for me. I mean, my team was so supportive to help me out. And they said I learned really quickly as well. So Mm -hmm. it was quite good. Actually, that was something that bothered me the first two, two, three days was that I felt like I wasn't really contributing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was just trying to learn things and I felt like Mm -hmm. I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. But I mean, of course it happens. I had to just like rein myself in at the end of the day and be like, chill out. It's fine. You're not supposed to be creating spreadsheets for them right now. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be learning things. It's okay. A hundred percent. Like you're still, I mean, for me, the first week I didn't do anything meaningful at all. I was just learning. Yeah. Or doing like little tasks to help out or like trying things. And then most of the time it was fine. But, you know, it wasn't like any big assignments. Mm -hmm. And then the second week I started to take control over different things. And then. It takes some time. Eventually, then you take control of, like, your whole... You take ownership of your brands or categories you work with or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then they just trust you. But it's normal at the beginning to have that support. And it's normal to not feel like you're contributing a lot. But that's just how it is. My boss told me, she was like, usually it takes, like, six months until you're fully Until you're fully into a role and you understand all aspects of it. Definitely. It's like six months. Yeah, six months, for sure. And she was like, it's fine. Like, you're learning really quickly. But I just felt frustrated because I was like, I'm not doing enough, you know. But it's fine. Yeah. It happens to everyone. No, I get it. But you shouldn't feel frustrated as as long as you're getting good feedback from... Yeah. your boss and you feel like you're learning what mm-hmm. they're teaching you mm-hmm. not like oh you don't understand or oh you can't do it mm-hmm. as long as you're learning but i'm in charge you know like the biggest part of my job is transmitting the feeling and the branding of the company out to the public basically yeah, yeah. and so for different products there's different quotations there's different different fields different origins yeah so and different like vitamins and the different creams and stuff like that and so when I was writing captions for different like press releases, mm-hmm. they had to like change things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I feel like it's not good enough. But then I was like, there's so many formulations, so many yeah. things. Of course, I don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. No, because you also yeah. need to learn the technical side of the product. Yeah. And then also how exactly they want it to be. Of course, I get to take part in the tone of voice, but there's already so many things that have been laid out before I even came exactly. close to arriving. Yeah. So I have to learn those things and it's fine that I get corrected on stuff. And I think it's just like a part of the ego, you know? Yeah. The ego gets a bit hit when it's like, oh, I actually, I don't really know how to do this. Yeah. Yeah, but I get that. It's okay. But We're learning. Learn. Yeah. But on the second day, actually, I got to go on a shoot day. Yeah, that looks yeah. exciting. Like we had a campaign shoot on the second day and I got to come. Uh, but we went all the way to close to Brixton. So it was like, it was a long way there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, yeah. So we shot like a new release. Yeah, that's cool. And we got to work with a photographer who works with like Prada and stuff. Mm. So, I mean, great photographer. And then there was a food stylist. Oh, nice. Yeah, to nice. style the ingredients on oh, set. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was really fun. She came and, like, spritzed it with, like, body spray and stuff. (laughs) Cool. She, like, sprayed the mango, you know? (laughs) So funny. That's fun. It's creative, right? Yeah, it's very creative. My role is very creative. And sometimes I'm walking home and I, like, realize that the stuff I get to do, I'm like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Yeah. But it's so fun. Well, that's when you know. If you, like, really enjoy it and you go home and you're, you're like, where did the day go? Yeah, that's how it feels. Then you know it's, like, the right job for you. 
yeah because the other um role that i got like offered i knew i could learn so much and i knew that it would be such an interesting role but i just felt like maybe it's not for me not not right now yeah and so i decided to take this one and i'm very happy so now you you guys know that i yes. have a job so i'm yes. not i'm not going to be <laughs> unemployed you know unemployed anymore it's a yeah. good thing very good thing but see we're going to keep like updating you guys on our roles yeah exactly and obviously time. me now it's been two and a half months yeah it's been a while how do you feel now i feel like much more established i feel a lot more confident yeah. in everything i'm doing i have yeah. like certain brands that i'm fully taking care of so i have ownership over that mm-hmm. and yeah i just feel really good about it i'm able to like lead more like team meetings or those kind of things yeah. so Yeah, it's going really well. I had my review like a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, you did? Like a half review. Okay. Because my probation is three months. Oh. And so after a month and a half, they like went through different, like my KPIs and mm-hmm. were talking through how I was doing, how I was feeling, and then gave me feedback and mm-hmm. it was all really positive. So Good. then my next review will probably be, my final one will be in like a few weeks. And then I'll obviously have my permanent job. I mean, it's a permanent job, mm-hmm. but... Like, if you don't pass your probation, which is very unlikely mm-hmm. in most cases, but if you don't, then you're let go within, like, I think a week's notice. Mm-hmm. And then if you pass, then it's just, like, normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So, I think I have yeah. a one-month probation, actually. That's good. Yours is short. Yeah, mine's really short. Yeah. But but so all is we'll going really well, and yeah. it's been less stressful for me as well. Market yeah. season for buying is over, even mm-hmm. though Italy, because of all of the... Yeah. effect on the market you guys a lot of appointments have been closed so things are a bit slower than usual on the retail side though yeah to be expected basically i sent out some questions on instagram and i wanted you guys to send out different life scenarios that you were in right now and if you wanted to have some advice or something like that since we're doing a fun podcast now and it's more about engaging with you guys and having an open conversation and you getting to learn more about us mm-hmm. we thought we'd do this so we actually had a lot of people asking about work stuff yeah job related questions so one girl i'm not going to say her name because i feel like maybe people yeah let's don't not say it. names She wrote, how can I know that the job I'm in right now is contributing to my life and my career and not damaging it? That's a really good question. And that kind of leads off of what we have been speaking about. I think when you're in a job, how do you know that it's contributing to your career? Well, I think you need to be... Yeah, you need to feel motivated every day that you come in. If you feel that your job is being stagnant, then that's probably when you know you need to change things. If you feel like you're leaving work and you're... depressed or yeah. not happy or drained not completely drained, drained in a bad way in a bad way yeah then you know it's not contributing because you have to leave and feel fulfilled mm-hmm. like every day mm-hmm. i come into work i'm super excited to get you know get things going even though i have a lot of tasks to do and it can yeah. be stressful at the end of the day i know this is contributing to the future and i yeah, know what exactly what i want i think yeah for me the main part of being in a job especially when you first start off it might not be the most exciting thing it's not your dream job the first job you get yeah. it's a grind and you're gonna have to work hard in anything to get mm-hmm. to where you want to be so for me the most important part is knowing where i want to be what role do i want to have yeah 
in like two years what role do I want to have in five what role do yeah. I want to have in ten and then just knowing that the job I'm in now is going to lead me up to that exactly to where you want like things may yeah. change you never know mm-hmm. but if you have like a clear path in my head that's mm-hmm. when I know that things are working out yeah and then the second thing is feeling like you're constantly learning yeah and that's feeling true. like always pushed so if your role comes to a point where it's stagnant, maybe try to get involved in like different aspects of yeah. the role or like yeah. try to learn more from your boss or mm-hmm. just like always check if try there's new things that you can to improve yourself. Yeah. yeah just yeah. because your job, like you've done all the tasks that you need to do mm-hmm. and you've been there for like a year, year and a half, two years. You can also it, talk to your boss. Yeah. It doesn't and tell mean them, you can't I don't evolve. feel like I'm developing right now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that a lot of people maybe might change jobs when they get to that point, but maybe that's not always the best it thing. It depends. What if you love it? You know? If you love it. Or you, and you really like the people around you. I don't think you should go and change it. I think you should talk exactly. to people and ask them exactly. maybe, is there anything we can change? Is there anything I can do? Exactly. Um, that could be good. Also, if you have, I think it's really great if you have a role model at your job. Yeah. Or someone that you know in your job that you really look up to. Like a mentor. Like a mentor. Yeah. And you kind of see yourself going in that direction yeah and if you have people around you that are constantly not you know improving your day-to-day life and everyone's just super negative there's no positive energy yeah, yeah. just or if you just don't feel like you belong yeah maybe it's not the place for you exactly and, but if you i think everyone actually feels this inside of them when they're at a place and you know they go back every single day and you just feel like something's wrong mm-hmm. if it's something you can change change it maybe it's your attitude maybe you aren't feeling so good in your life in general yeah but if it's something that's external then maybe it's not the right place for yeah, you yeah exactly so but as with anything like it takes, takes time. time so yeah. i would say when you first start in your job if you're not feeling it within the first few months it doesn't mean that's okay it's the wrong job for you it just yeah. will take time to get settled in and figure things out yeah and then if you've been in it already for like over six months and you're really feeling like it's not the right place for you yeah then it's better off that you look for something that you feel you'll be happier in yeah if yeah. it's the right thing for you yeah because you want to make sure you're you know you're spending time in that path in that career and mm-hmm. if it's not where you see yourself in the future then maybe you're actually wasting time yeah exactly yeah which is one of my biggest fears when i was looking for a job and you guys know that but that was one of the scariest things for me mm-hmm. like going to interviews and being thinking okay this is not really for me yeah what if i'm in that role and i just feel like i'm not developing at all because i remember when you were looking for your jobs you were applying for you know you understood like what you wanted in the grand scheme of things which was marketing but it's yeah. so broad yeah. that you interviewed for a lot of different kind of roles and yeah. sometimes you would be saying oh this is not exactly what i want to do but i'm interviewing with it anyway because i don't I, have time I, I have to find something <laughs> I have to find something yeah and it worked out really well for you that you found the perfect role this is what happens to me every time i'm always so last minute <laughs> yeah like, my life just works out randomly last minute every time no i like to plan i know but i can't sometimes my life just like i it think always life works happens. itself yeah. out yeah. you know like and also you get what you attract i feel like if you're generally a positive ambitious person you'll something that's in the right field yeah. to suit your ambition and your passion will come at but the you have right to work time. for it yeah but you have to work for it yeah and if you don't work for it you won't get it i had moments where i was literally laying in my bed and i was like someone help me i know someone i mean me you were job. so on i was though. so you were doing interviews all the time and with yeah, great companies too you just needed to find the right thing i was very on it but employers can tell mm-hmm. when you're not 100 percent in it and they ask you why do you want this job 
and yeah. you have like a cookie cutter answer yeah and exactly. your soul's not in it they know exactly and it's not good for them either i mean if they have someone that's not engaged it's not gonna have good results for the company exactly so. no one wants an employee who's not engaged no so yeah but now i feel like it was the right place for me and every time i went to the interview i mean i, I met the um, head of marketing before and she's always been super super nice um, but I met the head of creative and then I met the general manager and the general manager just seems like now I've gotten to know her a bit better and she's just so on it. Mm-hmm. Like she's so good at her job, but she's also so kind. Like she's one of those people that you meet and you're like, wow, yeah. you're such a nice person. Yeah, exactly. So, so if there's any issues, I just know that everything will be fine. That's the good thing. And they're so humane as well. Because I feel like that's hard in some companies where you just feel like nobody really cares about I me. I think the culture is so, so important. Every time yeah. I was interviewing, I would always think about... Because the thing was, as you guys know, I interviewed within only buying roles because it's yeah. my second job now in this field. So I was really particular about what I wanted and I only interviewed and applied for a select number of companies. Yeah. And so every time I went into the office to do my interviews, I was thinking, okay, yeah, the jobs are fairly similar across all of the interviews I've done, but where do I fit in most? Like, is the culture the right fit for me? Yeah. Are the people the right fit? Is the team going to be the right fit? Mm-hmm. That was massively important. Yeah. So I think you have to think about these things in particular. Mm-hmm. But then I also think that a lot of people just know in their heart like yeah. if it's right or if it's not and if it's on the right path let's say you want to become a lawyer and it's your first job but you really really know that you know this is for you but it can also be where like you're really happy with what the job you're at now but you know that you want to sidestep eventually but it could be that you want to learn more from what you're doing and you really are happy with the role and the team Mm -hmm. but then you know your next job will be a little bit different and i think that can work out as well then we have a question what should international new graduates who are looking for a job in the uk do first of all it's hard now with brexit you have to have i don't know if it's not called a visa you just got to have the um, the letter that says you can stay basically so if you have that then that's the first thing that's Mm -hmm. crossed off the list yeah i mean i've experienced now that it's really really hard to find a job of course like even if you're graduating from a great great uni it's difficult and i didn't expect that um but i would say try to stay motivated even though it gets really really tiring i think on average it takes three to six months to find a job which is a lot which is a lot but then if you're coming from an international country where you Mm -hmm. might need a visa, there are even less opportunities because Mm -hmm. you'll need to have, you know, a job role Mm -hmm. where they would accept to give you a visa and sponsor you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, for example, a friend of mine wants to go into buying and she doesn't have, like, she was on a student visa over here and she doesn't have a European passport. And so I spoke with my current company about, you know, do you provide like temporary work permits or work mm-hmm. permits for my kind of role? And they don't. Yeah, you have to at be at all. Role. So yeah. you do have to be like, it's, it's much more difficult if you're yeah. international to find something. I would say the best thing, like the, it's never, I mean, I don't know enough about it, but mm-hmm. it's never, you know, not going to work out. It just depends on your career field. Yeah. But if I was international going into the same field I'm going into now, I would probably work first in my country, build up a like good background and work with impressive companies in my country mm-hmm. or countries I'm allowed to work in much easier. And then go. And then look when I'm yeah. you know more successful, more senior, then yeah. look in the UK or wherever else sponsored. I want to be. Yeah. Exactly. 
I would say I have a really good done. background in terms of internships or work experience that you've yeah. done. Yeah. Because that will show a lot of initiative. Show the employer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then also whenever, if you're doing interviews, make sure that you're really pointing out why it would be useful to have you at the company. Mm-hmm. Of course. You really have to be strong in showing that you will really provide something positive for them. Yeah. And make sure that you're standing out from the rest. Yeah. Because it is hard as a graduate because there will always be someone who's applying for your role who has already had more work experience than you. It's yeah. a given. No matter what industry. Exactly. I tell you. I tell you for some of like, the Both jobs, Anna and I have had countless answers saying, okay, you're great and we really we like someone, your profile, but we have yeah. someone with more experience. And like, I was that's like, what always do you mean? an answer. This is an entry level position. Yeah. But people had like three years that applied right. to the exactly. same things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just because it's so competitive. We have one about, should we do the one about moving to London as well? Mm-hmm. Since we're kind of talking about it. So. Someone said, please talk about living in London. I'm thinking about moving to the city, but don't know where to start. So now at first we have to talk about like the permits. <laughs> depends yeah. where you're from. So it's getting a bit more I difficult. I think it's really tricky and it depends where you're from. But yeah, I would say if you're looking to move to a new country, don't move until you've found a job. Yeah. I would otherwise say it's more that difficult. because if you do move and yeah. you t- it takes you six months to find a job, it might be very stressful and then you'll have to find mm-hmm. a side job. And especially if you're moving to London, the it's rent and lifestyle is so expensive. Yeah. So to look for employment first. Or and you, you get know, into they a always university do interviews first. over the phone. Yeah. Get into a university. But if you're international, a university doesn't necessarily mean that you can then work afterwards. That's true. But if you're from the EU. But if you're from the... Yeah, if you're from the EU, it will be easier. Yeah. 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 So it just depends where you're coming from. Um, but then also, if you're... And then if you get, if you get a job here and mm-hmm. you want to move here, what are the things you have to think about? I would say... Everything adds up. Everything's more expensive than it looks. Everything is more expensive (laughs) than it looks. We don't want to be negative here, but it's very true. Everything is also competitive. And things take a lot longer than you might think. Like, Like you might think that you can find an apartment really easily. You might think you can find a job really easily. the tube and stuff. (laughs) I think the tube is one of the best things about London. It it is great, but it also takes a lot of time. Because getting anywhere takes 30 minutes. I think transport is much more efficient in London than I've experienced in other countries. Okay, I don't know. Maybe that's my personal opinion. But in France, it's a bit more annoying. But in London, I feel like it's so effective. Like, there's buses and tube stations everywhere, everywhere. pretty much. And trains that go out far. And I would say the biggest thing is just to know, like, financially. Because in other countries, you may be able to have, like, a similar salary as London's starting salary. But the rent is much more more. affordable and maybe you could live with like one roommate or alone. Yeah. But here, if you're like on a starting salary, it's very difficult to live in like central London and um, on your own. A lot of people, when they first start out, they have a lot of roommates and And they live outside of London. Yeah. Yeah. Because starting salaries can be as low as like... Like 18,000. 18, yeah, which is yeah. honestly nothing. Yeah. But then also, if that is not something you're ready to put up with, like for me, that wouldn't be possible right no, now. No, for me, that would not be enough so, either. So, yeah, if that was my situation, I would consider not moving to yeah. London. Yeah. Which this is sounding so negative, but just in terms of surviving. It is the reality. Yeah. yeah. You have to be okay with that. But yeah. at the same time, on the other side of it, London provides amazing opportunities because yeah. some of the best businesses, their head offices are in London. That's true. But so it also you can depends get a what lot you want. of work opportunity. Yeah. It's also one thing I would tell you though about London. It's very good in terms of work and work opportunities and there's a lot of people. Mhm. Um so 
when, when people say that there's so many great opportunities in London, it's very true. But there's also a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are trying to get the same job as you. Yeah, for sure. So, Do you know how many people out of curiosity have applied for the job that you got? I'm not sure. But some of the other ones that were up was like a thousand people. Okay, yeah. There was one I interviewed for. They said it was like 2,000. 2,000 people applied for the job. Yeah. And I was like, are you joking? Like, this is a entry-level marketing role. Yeah. For my entry-level role, 500 people applied, approximately. And then they had around 25 people that they called on the phone, just yeah. the HR. Yeah. And then, because I asked them about this, actually. Yeah. And then my team said they interviewed in person only six people out of 500. Yeah. And then they narrowed it down to the final interview, only two people. Yeah. So me and another candidate. And, yeah. then, and then I got it out of 500 people yeah. who have applied. So it's a big so numbers ev- game. Yeah. For most jobs, you'll have like, you know, hundreds or thousands of applicants, especially yeah. the more entry level it is, the more people's criteria we'll are broad. Yeah. So you can apply for everything and it's especially in marketing because you can basically do any job and go into marketing sometimes it really depends on if your luck is there like does the human resources department see your profile at all because they have so many applications i have a lot of friends that haven't even gotten a call you know yeah it happens all the time or you do an interview and then you don't even get an answer for a a couple of months yeah i know but i have people that haven't even gotten an interview yeah because no one ever oh that has happened to me so many times i I apply and i don't hear anything back at all because i know that hr has not even seen my profile yeah i think i actually applied to like 60 70 jobs or something yeah 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 Um, for my first job i probably applied to around the same which is a lot and if you think about it actually i was going over it with my dad when i was home in sweden and i was thinking and i was asking him i was like how uh, how hard do you think it would have been for me to find something here and he was like really easy yeah like with your education really easy yeah, that's what my family thought as well they said mm-hmm. with your level of education and background and you did so many internships in fashion you'll definitely yeah. get something really easily but it takes time it takes time and you also have to fit with the team you have to fit with you just have to everything has to work yeah yeah exactly and when you have people who have like four years of experience going up against you yeah it's kind of hard to get it yeah but i would say you have to land on someone who's ready to give you that chance yeah And that's where contacts come in as well. Yeah. And I think it's really important if you're moving to a new city and you don't have a job, I think it's really important to reach out to people you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe see, do you need someone right now? Or do you know, does your boss, is your boss looking for someone in this role? Yeah. Or is there an internship available? You know, you just have to really try your luck and reach out to as many people as you can. Yeah. Not being too pushy, but just saying, hey, I'm open. Yeah. So, Yeah. And then also when you're living in London, what else do you have to think about? You have to think about the fact that um, additionally to your rent, you have council tax. Yeah, just lots of bills. And And like there's lots of bills. In general, it's quite (laughs) expensive. So you do need to make sure that that's okay for you. But the positive things about London is that it's very multicultural. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people here that are wonderful. And you get to see loads of different, you know, communities of people and how they interact. And it's really nice. It's I such love a it vibrant here. city. Like, yeah. there's a, there are spots for everybody. Yeah, exactly. You can find something that fits you yeah. for sure. And you can find every area. What I always say about London is that it's like a s- many, many different cities in yeah. one city. Yeah, I agree. Every area is quite different. Yeah. Every area has a distinct you know, activity you can do in it. Or it's just like it has a certain vibe to it, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to go in between places with the train and everything. But uh, there's always something to do. Yeah, 
always something yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah. I'm never bored in London. I love my life in London. And yeah. whenever I go on holiday, I'm you never, go I'm home. never sad to leave. I'm always like, yes, I'm, I'm happy to get back to my life in London. Yeah. Because I just feel really content with my friends, where I'm at, with my career, yeah. social life. It's a fun city. It's a fun city. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the last one about this was, how was it for you to go and live in another country all by yourself? So I know that we did speak about this yeah, we in did. one of our older episodes, but like to yeah. go briefly into it, it was yeah. really challenging for me at the beginning because I moved to London when I was 17, turning 18. Me too. I moved with my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and we started living this life together where most people move to London and go into like university dorms and get settled in and meet loads of friends that way. But then I was getting settled in with my past partner and it was challenging because you have to discover how to pay bills and fix electricity problems all from the beginning whereas if you were in a student accommodation you wouldn't have those kind of issues but then again it really taught me about how to be more independent how to live without my family yeah and um, that's true you know it was like an amazing experience then I had like an amazing few years living with my partner and having my own life in London and then meeting loads of different people networking a lot um, getting to travel in between, studying. Yeah. So it was a great like experience to learn and discover yourself. For me, when I moved here, I went straight into student accommodations because I was also 17 years old. Um, actually, no, I just turned 18 mm-hmm. when I came here. Yeah. Um, and I moved in by myself and I had this really, really, really tiny apartment. Yeah. It was like a, the smallest room ever. It yeah. was like a one-fourth of my living room here. Yeah, yeah. So small. And I remember I had so much fun. And the first year wasn't that difficult for me because everything was just taken care of. Mm-hmm. So all the difficult parts, like trying to fix the water when it's like the plumbing is gone off or something like that, that never happened to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I just got to live a student life the first year. Um, so it wasn't that hard. And I've never been someone that's very homesick. Like I've always been someone that's very, okay, this is fun. Let's do it. Yeah. So I just went with it and I made the best out of it. And I also have quite an easy time making friends. So I know I'm not the best person to ask because I'm like, yeah, I had fun. I met new people. Yeah, exactly. But I would say the most difficult part was the first first day. Mm-hmm. I remember I was, my family was leaving and my sister was like screaming, crying because she was only maybe like seven, eight years old. And I, I just walked back to my dorm and I was like, I'm truly alone. Yeah. Like, I'm all alone. I'm truly alone. That sounds so sad. But it was true. I, I was mean, like, I don't know anyone yeah. here, and I'm all by myself. That's true. Yeah. I didn't move by myself, so at least I never felt like I was alone, because I moved with my boyfriend, so it was also nice to have that. Yeah. But it is, like, it That's is nice. different, and you have to get used to it, because you don't live with your family anymore, and you're in a completely new country. Some people adapt a lot faster than others. Some people take more time. Yeah. I think it also depends on how you go about it, though. Because when I moved to Paris for two months, I was so against it. Yeah. Like, so no, I No, but you up, were excited about it first. Yeah. And then, but then shit went down. Yeah. <laughs> but you also had a lot of external factors that didn't play in your favor. Yeah, exactly. So that was more difficult. When yeah. things work out, it's obviously a lot easier. A and lot when easier. you have challenges, then it makes moving really hard. Yeah. I would say, actually, my second year was a lot harder because we had issues with, like having a moth infestation and then like all of us didn't get along all the time because I had two flatmates yeah and living with flatmates is also has its pros and cons yeah because you're not alone which is nice but if people have different I mean 
you know, if people are interested in different things or you're just clashing in certain times, it's mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. Because then you just don't feel at home when you're yeah. going home. Yeah. So, yeah. And I broke up with my boyfriend. La, la, la. It was a whole thing. <laughs> okay. We won't get into the yeah. relationship part of it now. Okay. Let's do something fun now. Okay. Should we go through our horoscopes for March? Yes. Anna really wanted oh to do God. a horoscopes related one. My boyfriend, he bought me a horoscope book. Yesterday, I know. He was so cute. I was so happy. We went shopping at Urban He brought me to Urban Outfitters. Anna, like the first question you ask about people is like, what's your star sign? I know. And people think I'm a bit crazy, but it's fine. (laughs) No, but I love it. I want to know. I love it too, but I half believe in it. It really depends. I believe in it. I strongly believe. I believe in it until I'm proven right or wrong. Okay. Yeah. True. I mean, that's smart. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read yours. Okay. We're going to read Sagittarius for March. (laughs) Okay. What do we have? What do we have? Oh, wow. It says this. Five of coins, four of coins, the devil. Okay. What does that mean? That's the tarot card reading. Okay. Oh, this is a tarot card reading. Sorry, okay, I forgot. Okay, okay. So some really powerful cards this month, Sagittarius. And tough ones, too. Don't scream. <laughs> they just indicate this can be a turning point for you in a situation where you have carried for too long, which has become very painful. Ready? Okay. The five of coins sees you nursing an old wound. The event that has long passed, but you still have regrets, anger, guilt, and shame. Ooh. Oh, oh God. God. I know what that's They're... referring to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> the four of coins shows this emotional echo has gone on long enough. Time to process it and move on. Oh. Yeah. The devil brings you the necessary willpower, determination, and self-awareness to see it for what it is and release these sticky emotions finally. Time to turn the page. No more self recriminalizations. How do you say this? Recriminate. Oh no, recrimination. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I want to read. There's more. The next horoscope for the rest of the year. Well, I'm not going to read that now. It's going to be too long. Yeah. Let's read mine. Where am I? Okay, but I think mine is pretty accurate so far. Yours is very accurate. I'm not going to go into depth because that's very personal. But yeah. Eventually, Maybe I, will, I will talk about it. Okay, so mine is two of cups, ten of cups, page of cups. <laughs> okay. This is so weird. I didn't know. Okay, we have to learn about this. We have tarot to learn cards. about tarot cards. Okay. It's all about cups cards for you this month, Leo. That means one thing, love. Oh! <laughs> woo! Which is good, but I already have, you know, my man. Yeah, Seriously. I know, but like you need more of him, right? Yeah, that's true. It's because of this corona thing. I'll be with him all the time. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. That's what it means. No, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but... I mean, it's good for our relationship. Yeah. Seriously, Cupid has got you in his sights, and the arrow will be flying on a target. Who's the lucky object of affection? Maybe a water sign. Yeah. Is he water sign? I think so. No, he's air. Oh. He's air. Oh. Ooh la la. No, that's not good. <laughs> Wait, let me check. No, it should be Aquarius. No, that's a, that's an air sign. My God, I should know this by now. The two and ten of cups reveal this romance has got lasting potential and will meet all of your passionate and intense expectations. A dream lover is on the cards. Meow kitty cat. (laughs) That's good. That's what you need to hear. Oh my god, this is so funny. We should really, we should do this all the time. We We should should do do it it every every month. month. Yeah. That's so fun. Oh, you can even read about relationships and stuff and, and careers. We should do like a weekly reading of our horoscopes. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Just at the end of an episode. Amazing. Let's do it. Okay. okay. 
But yeah, next week, maybe we should do one of us reacting to new popular music or TikToks. Yeah, that could be fun. My goodness. You'll hear me saying, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what an atrocious song. <laughs> and then Anna joins TikTok after that. <laughs> oh yeah, my TikTok's been doing really I know, well. Guys, they've go, been blowing up. I know. Go me. Yeah. I'm TikTok queen now, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, I have like a thousand followers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you have a couple of videos that got like viral. 40, yeah, I know. My, my sister's friends actually, they had it come up on their viral page. Wow. And they were like, This is your sister. My mom's like, Oh, no, not my mom. <laughs> my sister's like, You know, it's you know, it's not special. <laughs> she's not special. Yeah, she goes to me and she's like, You know, it's not even cool. <laughs> That's what like, she said. I was like, Isn't this cool for you? You're like the TikTok generation. Yeah. She's like, No, you're not special. I was like, Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so rough. Because I was, I was sending her screenshots like, look, look, look. I'm and she was cool. not impressed with you. I was like, you. I'm so cool now. And she was not happy, no. Oh my gosh. She was like, you just think you are, but no. <laughs> She's so sassy, honestly. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I know. Does she have a TikTok? Yeah. My and brother and sister one have video. one as well. Yeah? Yeah. I think everyone has one now. It's crazy. Everyone is joining now, literally. I yeah, I know. Because everyone sees an opportunity in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll update you on TikTok as well. Yeah, exactly. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode, just yes. talking about our lives and where we're at. Yes. And we'll see you in the next one. See you in the for next one. For a bit one. of fun. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.